1: Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. Thanks for tuning in. You can listen to Corvette Today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Anchor.fm, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and Overcast and more. You can also listen on your smart device at home. Just say, hey, Alexa, or hey, Google. Play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Also, visit the new Corvette Today website at corvettetodaypodcast.com. Sign up for Corvette Today notifications, updates, and information at corvettetoday.ck.page. First, let's thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette Today, Hendrick Chevrolet of Kansas City. Hendrick is the largest seller of Corvettes in the Kansas City area. They also ship nationwide. Visit chevyusa.com or call 913-384-1550. 913 913- 384 Also, midenginecorvetteforum.com. If you'd like to join a new vibrant forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette, it's free to join this friendly community. You'll meet a lot of fellow Corvette enthusiasts just like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. I've got a great, great guest on for Corvette today. You bought your car. This is a missile. It's a rocket ship. And you want to learn how to drive that car to the edge of the envelope. I have with me today Rick Malone, the chief instructor and the lead driver at the Ron Fellows Performance Driving School, located in Spring Mountain in Pahrump, Nevada. Today, you're going to learn how to drive the Corvette to the edge of the envelope. Rick, first of all, welcome to Corvette today. Thank you for being here.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, Steve. Really appreciate it.
1: You bet. You know, I love Spring Mountain. When I bought my car in 2013, it's a 2014 Stingray with a Z51 package on it. I came to Spring Mountain, and I thought that it was the most fantastic experience I had. I reckon it to Top Gun. I remember you saying in the very beginning of the course that we're going to teach you how to drive the Corvette to the edge of the envelope, and it reminded me exactly of Top Gun because they say, we're going to teach you to fly the F-14 or the F-18 to the edge of the envelope. So I was like right in my element, and I thought that that was fantastic. First of all, Rick, let's tell everybody, talk about your racing background and how you got the job at Spring Mountain.
2: Well, my racing started at a very, very young age. I began with motocross at about 9 or 10 years old. And then uh, in the early teens, I started doing some off-road racing. Late teens, I got into some drag racing. I campaigned a pro-stock drag bike in the uh, mid-70s. And then uh, as I got closer to the 20s, my real love was road racing. So I found a little club called Sports Car Club of America, SCCA, here in Las Vegas in the early 80s. And I started making the transition over to cars. I did some oval track, bullring racing here locally. Started getting on the circuit with SCCA. Did some club racing did a couple of pro races. I was a privateer, so I pretty much built my own car, towed to the track. I was my own pit crew, so I I pretty much did it all.
1: That's amazing.
2: Yeah, and as a privateer, you know, and took my shot at pro racing, and then I I was unfortunate. I got a little ill in my mid-20s, and thank God for modern medicine and Crohn's disease, but at that time, they really didn't know what it was. It kind of changed my path on my direction trying to raise a family, so I continued to race, and as I got into my 30s, I realized I'm not getting any younger and, and chances of getting a seat probably going to be a little bit slimmer. So I had a friend I helped do a school and he goes, Rick, you should really consider teaching. You have this knack. And then I helped another West Coast school do some instructing just as a extra body and The owner says, Rick, you have a natural talent for teaching. You really should consider it. So about my mid-30s, I said, you know what? Maybe they have something here. I love cars. It's never going to go away. I love driving. I love people. So I took the next 10 years moonlighting, doing arriving drives, and I learned every aspect of the programs and registration, the logistics, exercises. I wanted to know how every corporate function ran. And then I said, one day after my kids graduate and get out of school, I'm going to say goodbye to my job of 30 years, and I'm going to pursue teaching. So that's where it began in about 2005, 2006. And then I seeked out Spring Mountain. I said, hey, just so you know, I'm available as an independent instructor. If you want to use me, I'm available. And I seeked out some other schools. Well, Spring Mountain started using me, and I happened to be here. Timing is everything, right? So I was prepared. And it happened to be here at the right place at the right time when the new owners came in. John Morris, who's a great visionary and had this envision of this motorsports country club atmosphere. And they were starting to be a built around the country. And he goes, you know, I'm going to do mine differently. I'm going to build mine first with my money. And if I build it, they'll come. And that's exactly what happened. So here I am just as an independent contractor instructor. Spring Mountain seeked out Ron Fellows to partner up with the school. And Ron Fellows came along and partnered up with Spring Mountain and said, you know, we gotta make some changes though. And one, one of the changes was to change the lead instructors, the chief instructors, and he said, Gotta gotta move the one that's in there out and you gotta put this guy here in. I pinched myself every day, timing's everything, and that's pretty much how I wound up in my position. So I always tell folks, never stop striving for what you ultimately aspire to do in life. Never give up. It's never too late.
1: That's excellent advice, Rick. Now, did you get to design the Corvette curriculum there for Spring Mountain?
2: Well, yes and no. So what I did is I took the existing curriculum, which is pretty well written, and I curtailed it and started tweaking it. And I haven't stopped tweaking it since uh, I took over in 2007, 2008. The changes that I make, basically, obviously for the car, like we went from C6 to 7, had to make some small changes, and we're making some small changes from C7 to C8. But what I do is I take real-life situations that people get into every day, and I create exercises for them. And then we incorporate them into the class. Now, here's a good example of how a car would change a curriculum. Let's talk from C6 to C7. C6, we didn't have all the electronic aids like we did in C7. Let's take weather mode, for instance. Well, C6 didn't have that, and C7 has this weather mode. And I said, Well, we got to demonstrate this. So we do a wet figure eight. We let the folks drive the car on the wet figure eight, try to get them in a spin situation without being in the regular mode. Then we put them in weather mode and say, Now nah, try to spin the car out. And you can't. So that's a good example of how we curtail the class based on the car that we're using at the time. I was here at the tail end of C5, all through C6, C7, and now C8. So I feel pretty fortunate.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Give us an overview of what a Corvette owner will experience during their class when they come to Spring Mountain.
2: Well, the first thing you do, uh, once we get them registered and get in the class, I meet everybody. I talk to them for about three minutes. And my goal in the first 10 minutes is to get folks relaxed and calmed down. Everybody's going to be on edge and a little nervous. So my goal is to get everybody relaxed in a nice, comfortable position. And then we do basic things from just car intro. A lot of folks just say, "What, what do you mean car intro? We well, show sure you where the buttons and roll the windows up, roll the windows down, the brakes. And then you might get a chuckle and some people buy the cars and they never even knew where the handbrake was because electronic. Or maybe never rolled the windows down, or maybe never hit high beam. Simple little things like this. So we just basically go over some basics. Here's how you do everything, here's where the turn signals are, or the headlight switch, here's a driver selector mode, here's an electronic handbrake. So we just point things out. And again, we've had folks take delivery of their cars and never really sat down and take the time to know how everything operates. So that's how we begin. Then we start with some basic exercises on the skid pad. We break into groups. We take a group of 16, 18, or 20. We break it down into groups, and we head off to different exercises. One would be the ABS braking exercise. Most folks have never had a chance to get into ABS. And the problem with braking is, see everybody wants to learn how to go fast. Everybody practices using that accelerator pedal every day. Leaving stop lights, leaving stop signs. But we never practice using the brakes. Learn to stop the car. So we get them in the wet skid pad, start our speed to 35 miles an hour, and we have the drivers give us a high initial impact. It's harder. Try to break that brake pedal off and feel what the ABS feels like on your feet when you feel the pump working. And it frightens most folks and they want to let go of the brake pedal. So we get them comfortable to stay on that brake pedal. Then we start doing maneuvers while we're braking. And I like to use this acronym, ABS, ability to brake and steer. So that exercise is probably one of our number one comments we get back from folks once they need the property that they had to use it in an emergency situation. And we have videos that we get sent to us all the time now from Dashcam videos and how they use the ABS and get an accident avoidance, whether it was on a freeway or a surface street. So it's a very effective. And one of the most important exercises we have. And I always ask the students, please don't take the braking exercise lightly. Learn to stop your car. So that's one of the exercises. Then the other group's on a wet and serpentine exercise. It's just a big S's basically, large sweeping S's we're making. But we cover the windshield if you remember. And the reason being is as drivers – we just focus right at the windscreen, and that's it. We don't turn our heads left to right to get the information to our processor, our brain. So by covering the windshield, it forces us to use the side windows as we go to the serpentine exercise. And again, learning to open your vision up. And that's another great exercise.
1: That was really cool.
2: We have one morning, morning, a basic shifting exercise, which we'll change up a little bit more for C8. Reason being, you know, C6s, we only had manuals. You know, no one one drove an automatic. Then we have C7, and we had to change our shifting exercise a little bit because now we have automatics and manuals. Well, now we're going to have another change. There's not going to be any manuals of C8, so we'll have a shifting exercise on track. A lot of folks will say, well, I know how to shift. It warms the cars up. It warms the fluids up. But a lot of folks like let's take the car right now, the automatic C7 and going to be the C8. Most folks have never used the paddle shifters and they think it's for the racetrack only. But there are reasons to use it on the street. So folks will say, well, why do I need to learn how to shift an automatic? Let's say you're climbing a long grade. Now, West, boy, do we have long grades? They climb to 10,000 plus feet and they're 20 miles long. Well, with an eight-speed transmission, the last thing you want to do is try to go up there and drive because it's going to start really heating up the transmission and the engine. So you put in M, select a gear that's going to have that right RPM range for you going up that hill, could be sixth gear, could be seventh, could be fifth, depending on the speed, keeps your engines cool, keeps your transmissions cool, and you have power while you're going up the hill. So it is imperative to know how to use these paddles, whether you're on the street or on the track.
1: Absolutely right. Rick, talk about your staff. You've got a staff of instructors that is second to none.
2: Thank you, Steve. Really appreciate it. You know, we take pride. We want to hire only the best and people who are coachable and willing to learn. But more importantly, our instructors really have to care about people. They have to want people to learn. So we can't have any egos here or anybody else for any self-serving reasons. I want folks that really care that we're doing our part to making people better and safer drivers. We have about 27 instructors right now, normally right around 30, about 27 right now. And every one of these guys are just a class back. They're very personable. They care that you learn. They're here for the students. And they have a wide variety of backgrounds. I have past racers. I have current racers. I have racers that are coming up just beginning to race. And just because someone has, doesn't have a racing resume doesn't mean that they're not a capable driver or a teacher. So I have all kinds from Richie Hearn, who is a seven-time Indy 500 starter. I have Tom Lovelady, their elites who is running in the Super Trofero Series with Lamborghini. Justin Johnson's been here a long time. He's been racing in the NASCAR Series and Bull Bullring for lots of years. Tommy Joe Martin's races in an, an Infinity Series. So we have, you know, names like that. And then I have guys who are just as capable, who are just getting into racing i've got s club races current club races we had just about a little bit of everything
1: i said it once and i'll say it again your staff rick is outstanding coming up in segment number two we're going to take a quick break but in segment number two we're going to talk about the curriculum we're going to talk about what you experience during your two-day session at spring mountain you're listening to corvette today the podcast
0: state of kansas you're listening to the corvette today podcast with steve garrett
1: Thanks for listening to Corvette today. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. Today, I have with me Rick Malone. Rick is the head instructor and lead driver for the Ron Fellows Corvette Driving School at Spring Mountain. If you haven't been, you need to go. But in this segment, we're going to talk about what you experience during your two-day course. Rick, outline a typical day at Spring Mountain for the student that comes to visit.
2: Okay, well, in addition to what I mentioned in segment one about registration and meeting the students and getting them in those morning exercises, like I mentioned, then we have lunch and now it's the afternoon. So we're going to visit the track, but before we do that, a couple more exercises we're going to do. We're going to do an oval exercise, basic handling oval, instructors in the right seat, how to enter a turn, how to exit a turn, and how to balance the car to the turn. This allows us to teach the student how to do it properly, but more so, it helps us understand what each driver is needing once they get to the track, we're taking notes. So it's to help us understand what we're dealing with. And the other group is over on the wet figure eight, and the wet figure eight is, like I mentioned earlier, not only to learn the difference between understeer and oversteer, how to recognize understeer and oversteer, and how to correct it. And in the last few minutes of that wet exercise is when we throw you into that weather mode, and like I in the aforementioned uh, segment one, once the folks have done those two exercises, hey, we're going to see the track for the first day on day one. And it's designed so we got so when you go home you're gonna be going through that track in your mind while you're sleeping, per se, doing laps in your sleep. So it's not an all-out lap. We're just gonna go out a four laps and just talk about the cones and talk about some corners, go around nice and slow. We'll rotate so every driver is behind the lead instructor for at least one lap. Then we'll come in. Make sure everybody can hear us on the radio. Make sure everybody feels good. Then we go back out and we pick up the pace a little bit and do a regular track session. And then what we do is we kind of size everybody up. So the next day, we can put you in like speed groups where our goal is to keep the track flowing really well. Believe it or not, day one goes by pretty fast. That pretty much covers day one. Day two, uh, we start off with a morning briefing. And then uh, we head out to the track for a warm-up session. And the track session versus classroom... Like you were saying, it's about 50-50 or 40% class, 60% track. The cars are the real classroom. But we have to take breaks and what have you. We make our breaks in our classroom. We kind of combine those together. So the driver is going to get a lot of track time. So on day two, we start off with a little warm-up session and get everybody warmed up, keep the pace down purposely just a little bit. And then we do demonstration laps. We drive, students ride. And this gives a student a better idea of what we're doing behind the wheel. They see that we're taking our time with steering inputs, brake inputs, throttle inputs. We're keeping the car balanced. And once we do the demonstration laps, the students will get three more sessions. And then they'll start to see their pace starts naturally starts progressing from that point on. That'll take us closer to the end of the day. And then we also do a tech talk. At the end of the day, we take the drivers in the garage. And let's just talk about a few things. How do I check my oil? How do I check my transmission fluid if I have an automatic? How do I take my roof off? Where do I store it? What are these foam things they put in the back of the car? So we could kind of go around and show some basic stuff about the car, proper tire pressures, how to look for tire wear. Just some simple stuff like that. Again, we try to keep it kind of basic. We don't get too in-depth but enough to give the average driver the confidence to check his own oil, you know, what tire pressures he's looking for, simple stuff like that.
1: That's really great because you do more than just the road stuff. You teach people how to use their car on a daily basis, which is huge.
2: Yes, you know, our goal is to make a better driver for the daily driving experience, but if they decide to go on the track, At least they know how to do it correctly and safely, whether you're on a track or whether you're on the street. We always encourage everybody to obey the traffic laws, obey the speed laws, learning to use the brakes, how to stop the car. If you're in a situation when you have to make a quick evasive maneuver, you know how to keep the car balanced and you know how to make that avoidance. Again, most of our folks are never going to see a racetrack, maybe 5%. Our goal is to make them a more confident, better and safer street driver.
1: How big is the course there at Spring Mountain, Rick?
2: We have several courses. You know, they range from about 1.5 miles to 2.2. Every course has its own character. So a lot of folks will say... What's your favorite course? And then I make a funny statement. I said, well, whatever course I'm driving, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you take me on one course. I say, okay, oh I love this course. This is my favorite turn. And then I'll go to the other course, maybe it's the north south, and I go, yeah, 5A and B, this is my favorite turn. And I'll go to the east track, and I'll say, man, this turn three, I just can't get enough of it. So every track has its pluses and its minuses. So pretty much whatever track I'm on is a track that I like.
1: <laughs> I don't blame you. You're listening to Corvette Today, the podcast. I'm Steve Garrett. We're talking with Rick Malone. Rick is the head instructor and lead driver for the Ron Fellows Corvette Performance Driving School at Spring Mountain in Pahrump, Nevada. Rick, I want to circle back and talk about the instructors one more time. Talk about some of your instructors, the lead instructors, the chief instructors. I know that you said you have 27 to 30 instructors, but give us a better breakdown.
2: Oh, okay. So, my official title will be Chief Driving Instructor and Driving School Director. Now, when I first started back here in 2006, we had maybe four instructors, four of us. As we got into C6 and C7 and the program started building and we started getting a little larger, I knew that I couldn't run all the programs myself. We literally can run three schools simultaneously, three separate tracks, three separate schools, three separate sets of instructors. So what I did is I developed four lead instructors, and my lead instructors are Richie Hearn, Tom Lovelady, Justin Johnson, and Ricardo Apolinar. And I've trained them not only to be lead instructors, I've trained them to be managers. So now they've taken this workload off of me. And we work as a team of five, putting all of our ideas together on how to make the program better. And now I've got those guys working on curriculum and always striving to make our curriculum better. So basically, we got myself as a chief instructor. And you got four lead instructors when you come here out of our 27 to 30.
1: That's really cool. I mean, that's a great division of work and also of supervision for all the students at the school.
2: Right, exactly.
1: Coming up in segment three, we're going to go through specifics on the curriculum and talk about what you'll experience when you go to Spring Mountain. This is Corvette Today, the podcast. Fact. According to the March of Dimes, 40,000 babies are born each year in the United States with heart defects. At Athletic Testing Solutions, we take that well to heart ATS offers the ATS heart check a series of non-invasive tests to identify possible hidden heart defects in your kids heart frequently the symptoms of sudden cardiac arrest are masked or misdiagnosed the ATS heart check can help detect congenital heart problems or abnormalities that don't show up during regular checkups or a sports physical have you ever wondered about your child's heart health the ATS heart check is a terrific option and it gives you peace of mind that your child is heart safe sudden cardiac arrest claims on average 130 young lives each week. Don't let your kids be a statistic. The ATS Heart Check only takes 20 to 30 minutes and utilizes an EKG and echocardiogram ultrasound of the heart. Visit ATSHeartCheck.com to schedule your child today or call toll free at 888 537 2597. 888 537 2597.
2: This is the Corvette Today Podcast
1: with Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. We have with us today, Rick Malone. Rick is the chief driving instructor and the head instructor for the Ron Fellows Corvette Driving School at Spring Mountain. In segment number three, we're going to go through specifics for day one and day two and some behind the scenes stuff. Rick, talk about the day one and day two curriculum and what you guys accomplish as instructors for us as students.
2: Okay, so like I said in the earlier segments, we touched base on a few of the exercises on day one. And I'll just kind of go over them briefly. We talked about the ABS braking, the serpentine exercise, the oval exercise, the wet figure eight, and a track session. But we did not touch base on a classroom for day one. So classrooms, we have a cornering 101. It's probably the longest class in the afternoon of day one before they hit the track, and before they hit the oval. The eight steps to the corner. Visual scanning is the first step. Break. Downshift turn in balance clip the apex unwind and accelerate and we break those steps down and that class takes about 35 minutes now before each exercise that i mentioned on day one we have a quick briefing on what to expect out there on powerpoint and how the exercise is executed so we have a video now when you were here we didn't have this see we're always making the school better We now have videos of the serpentine exercise before you hit it, the breaking exercise before you hit it, the oval exercise before you hit it, and the wet figure eight. And what that does, it created less confusion once we got to the exercise. And like you said, when you got there, we weren't doing that. So we listened to what our customers are saying, and here's an example of how I keep tweaking it. So basically, day one, briefings on our exercises, one classroom basically on corner approach. Day two, we're going to start off in the morning with a little classroom on a debriefing of what we experienced on track. And then we're going to have an electronic talk. Talk about how all these electronics work. How do I use my performance traction management modes? PTM, wet, dry, sport one, sport two, and race. How do I use them? When do I use them and why? Those are for the track. We also talk about how and when to use your modes on the street. Weather, eco, touring, sport, and track. How to use those, when to use them, why you should use them, how the traction system works, how the active handling works, and what they're feeding. We call it electronic talk so they have a better understanding of how to use electronic aids in the cars and how to use them and why. I want to throw one thing in. A lot of folks will say, when I'm on the track, won't I go faster if I just turn these electronic aids off? I say, no, you'll just crash faster. (laughs) (laughs) Right? These electronic aids, whether you're on the street or on the track, they're designed to help the average driver enjoy high horsepower vehicles safely. That's what they're designed to do.
1: That's perfect. That's a great explanation, too. For someone who's just getting their first Corvette and they don't really understand, that's an excellent explanation.
2: Yes, we try to keep it simple. Then we hit the track track from that point on. And then once we hit the track, half of the group's on the track and half the group is in the classroom. And each classroom has a specific segment throughout the day. And they're no longer than 20, 22-minute classroom. That's all they are before you hit the track again. And we're going to cover things like early apex versus late apex in one segment. We're going to cover things like oversteer, understeer, and throttle steer in one segment. We'll cover PDR, performance data recorder how to use it. are very simple in one segment. And again, these classrooms, that's basically your break. You come off track, you take a restroom break, you sit in the classroom, 15, 20 minutes, you get a quick briefing, boom, then we hit the track again. And that goes on all the way through till about the end of the day. And we do that tech talk and a simple graduation where everybody gets to graduate.
1: That's wonderful. Talk about some behind-the-scenes stuff, Rick, because when you go out after you're 20 minutes in class and you get in your car, all these cars work, and they work perfectly. But there's got to be a lot of maintenance behind the scenes because you're talking about tires. You're talking about brakes. You're talking about fluids and everything.
2: Absolutely. So, Victor Resendez is our Director of Operations. He's been here about 22 years and he runs the entire maintenance shop. And he has a system that when every car comes off the track at the track session and the students go to classroom, his crew comes out and we just do some visual inspections. What do the tires look like? What do the brakes look like? Just some visuals. And also while that's going on, his cleaning crew comes over and starts touching up the cars, making sure the windshields are still clean and what have you. So we got a crew that's out there behind the scenes when you're in the classroom. Now, at the end of the day, and this is what why folks will ask us, well, why do you have so many cars? When we finish one school, those cars aren't going to the school that's starting the next day. We have a whole fresh set of cars. These cars go to the shop and they're going to have a regular routine maintenance they're going to check the brakes for wear. They need to be replaced, or replace them. They check the tires for wear. Need to be replaced, They replace them. We check all the fluids, and then we do a visual inspection underneath the car, and then making sure the wheels are torqued properly. And then once the shop is taking care of their stuff, then it goes over to support staff where they wash the cars. They wash the cars inside and out, they sanitize them, and then they get marked and they get put in a spot for the school that's coming up the next day. So there's a process that we do. It's like a well-oiled machine.
1: That's amazing, because you never think about that. You don't think about it all because you get in the car, you drive the car. You don't think about, well, it's got to be maintained. It's got to be looked over for the next day of class or the next group that's coming into the school.
2: That's correct. And while the instructors are just not teaching, we have rovers out there. We And everybody knows, how do you know what we're doing? Well, We'll have two or three rovers or instructors, and they're in the infield watching and feeding information back to the lead driver, the lead instructor that's leading that group. Now, giving them a little bit of information. Hey, your last car maybe you upshifted too late, or maybe he's in the wrong gear, or maybe he's a little too wide in the corner. The instructor gets in the radio and feeds that information back instantly to the student so they can make the correction. Now, the observers, not only are they getting information back to teach, we're also listening and watching cars and making sure there's nothing going on. We see something going off the car, we're going to pull that car immediately if we hear something, and then we'll get that student a
1: fresh car. That was the most amazing thing to me because you're in a group of four or five people behind the instructor. The instructor is on the microphone on the radio to you, and he's driving at a high performance level, but looking at all four or five students behind him talking to us while we're driving. That was amazing.
2: Yes, we, we kind of pride ourselves in that. We look in our rearview mirror 85% of the time, giving you instant feedback so you can make the correction or we're going to compliment you. That's the way you do it. Perfect. Done. Just right. Joe, next time on that turn, I need you to get a little bit closer to your apex. We're giving that feedback instantly with those two-way radios.
1: I actually... Had pulled the car down the back straightaway. The tail end came out a little bit, and the instructor saw it, and he was all yeah. over me. It was the most amazing thing. I got in trouble, but it was still amazing because he saw it, and he's doing the driving himself. And we're right. we're in a group with three or four other students.
2: Yeah, it's really impressive. You can just ask any guest who has done a ride along what goes on with that instructor. He's about six or talk about multitasking about six or seven things that's going on at the same time. Now let me tell you something. What this does for those instructors when you race you got one thing you're trying to race now these guys they have seven things going on they got two radios are talking one to the rovers one to the student they're driving the line they're shifting they're looking in the rearview mirror they're taking care of their passengers making sure they're doing all right we're doing all this stuff now they go to race they feel like they got freedom They've only got one thing to do. And let me just tell you a quick story, if I may. Tom Lovelady ran the Super Traferral Series last year. Halfway into the season, they brought him on. They wanted to bring Tom on. and The crew chief says, are you comfortable me talking to you in the radio while you're driving? And Tom chuckles. He goes, that's all I do every day.
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs> they were amazed how comfortable he could talk and give information back the entire time while he's driving. So not only are these instructors are teaching the students. They're actually learning as well and getting some training on multicast. and it really benefits their racing.
1: That was really, really cool. And talk a little bit about I thought it was so cool. At the end of day two, they teach you how to do launch control. Talk a little bit about that.
2: Yes. So the launch control is the fastest way to come off the line for the average driver. The computer is going to control the wheel spin. So we put you in the car and then we show you how to get into launch control modes. And then we had the driver try it a couple times. Actually, we did a demonstration. And then we turned it into a video, but we're bringing that back so that the students can do it with C8. That's going to be in the new curriculum. We had to make some adjustments in C7 because we had manuals versus automatics and the time frame it took to get it all done. It just didn't quite fit in a day and how to convert it to videos. And CH, we're bringing it back so that the driver can actually try it themselves.
1: Rick, when as someone finishes up the class, the two-day class, what do they receive from Spring Mountain as a completion of the course?
2: Well, the driver is going to receive a certificate of completion, which is suitable for framing, right? And we also sell frames and frames that you can frame those in, hang them in your office. You're going to get an alumni sticker that you can stick on your car if you choose to. You'll get a Ron Fellows try on future schools. If you want to share it with your friends, if you want to return, you'll get some basic information on launch control procedures. The reason being by popular request, it's very difficult to find in the manual. So we would get phone calls on folks who say, Hey, I can't find the procedures. So we plan it up for them. And that's also in the packet. And we have the reminder to the most important thing, the eight steps to the corners, like we talked about earlier. And then we also have some basic information on how to get a hold of our photographers, how to find us online, how to play back your PDR videos, how to contact us for future schools, and some basic stuff like that. And then we'll also throw in some other propaganda based on what's going on. If the IMSA racing series is going on, we throw the Corvette schedule in there. If Mobile One, sometimes we'll have some updates on their new products like the zero emissions oil. If one of our partners has any information, we'll throw that in the graduation pack as well.
1: Rick, if somebody wants to sign up for a class at Spring Mountain, tell them how they can get in touch with Spring Mountain to get into the curriculum.
2: Well, if you want to just call us direct, our number is area code 775-727-6363, and just tell the receptionist that you're interested in a school, and they'll turn you over to one of our sales representatives, which are Darcy Bolin. Donna Hammondtree, Jennifer Shaw, Brooke Bailey, and we have Nicole Richards. And those ladies will walk you through the process to get you signed up. For the Corvette owners, you can go online and also sign up online, which is also a second choice you can do.
1: Rick, does Ron Fellows ever make an appearance at Spring Mountain?
2: Oh, absolutely. Ron gets actively involved in a program. His goal is to get here about every four to six weeks. But then again, sometimes he has some other commitments, like he's still ambassador to the race team. But that's his goal. When Ron comes here, he actively gets involved in a classroom. He'll even do some speaking in the classroom. Sometimes he'll even do a classroom session. He always takes his time to visit every class that's going on while he's here, and he makes himself available usually at the evenings as well.
1: That's amazing. I didn't get to meet Ron Fellows, but boy, next time I come to Spring Mountain, I'm going to try and time it perfectly. Rick, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate your time. Thanks for being our guest today on Corvette Today.
2: You're very welcome. A pleasure was mine.
1: Thanks once again to our flagship sponsors, Hendrick Chevrolet of Kansas City at ChevyUSA.com and MidEngineCorvetteForum.com.
0: You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at SteveGarrettDJ at gmail.com. That's SteveGarrettDJ at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or, connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at SteveGarrettDJ. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.